the Protectors of the Wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 64. The big event begins. Gilligan and Phoebe were talking in the strangely deserted toy store. What do you mean we're in trouble? I thought your advice last night was pretty good. I intend to follow it. Why walk into a trap? Yes, of course. I'm just gloomy about protecting Sammy and the kids at this concert. Is there anything I can do? Well, yes, there is. You could stand at the front door of the coffee shop with Louis and Chief Santiago and be part of our security team. Your main job will be to tell all of the late arrivals to listen to the concert from the backyard. We don't want a mob on the street in the front of the coffee shop, but they won't be able to go through the toy store after we're closed. They'll have to go around the corner to Stable Lane. That should be easy enough. I'd love to do a job with Chief Santiago. I've looked up to him since I was young. But how did you get Lewis into this? He's on our team. He'll do any reasonable job to make our project work. I see, but are you paying him? He'd do it for nothing. But... We'll give him something from the donations for the band. No one's really getting paid for this. Mm, I'd like to donate too. We'll just add his hours to his regular pay. That's very generous. He'll be happy to be appreciated. Why don't you let him know? I will. Anything else you haven't told me? Phoebe laughed. I'll be out back from 6 o'clock on, and I was hoping you'd close up. I'll be covering Sammy's back door if you need me. To Phoebe's surprise, Gilligan put out his hand and they shook on it. The rest of the afternoon crawled by. Phoebe stayed quietly at the cash register, thinking furiously. She felt almost certain that the Morphe gang had devised a way to catch Abby and bring Sammy down in the process. Yet no matter how she analyzed the situation, she couldn't see what Morphe would gain by forcing Abby back to her parents or getting her into police custody. Even assuming that the police were an entirely different group from their normal township police, Chief Santiago would never allow any attempt to interrogate Abby for no reason. Quite the reverse, he would try to protect her. And Phoebe knew that Morphe wanted Abby's secrets for himself alone. 
To add to the confusion, Phoebe was sure that Abby was at least 18, probably 19 years old, and a lawyer would be present. How could she be arrested? For what? The situation didn't make sense. A large group of boys carrying skateboards and scooters surrounded the counter. Most of them were members of Phoebe's new soccer team. Hey, Phoebe, guess who's back? Are you hiding Joelle over there? The skinny Joelle crept out from behind the other boys, skateboard in hand, and smiled. He sported a thick bandage on his forehead, but otherwise seemed to have recovered from his recent skateboard accident. Joelle, great to see you. Phoebe jumped out from behind the counter and hugged him. You gave me a scare, but you look good. But where is your helmet? She looked severely at Franklin and Will. We gave it to him. He's just embarrassed to wear it. And what about you two? I gave you all helmets. We forgot. We'll wear them tomorrow. The group was silent. The Flores brothers, who often acted as leaders for the rest, stepped forward. We have a problem. Uh, we're bored. Nico wore soccer shorts and a green and red jersey. His long, unruly hair covered part of his face. He was small and wiry, but very quick and probably the best soccer player in the group. His younger brother, Gio, stepped up. There's nothing to do. Luis banned us from the courtyard. He says we're bothering him, but he won't let us do anything. So we thought maybe you could open the backyard and run a few games? You know, I canceled soccer today because of the concert. Just a few games. Come on. Nico had a charming face and was hard to resist. But Phoebe hesitated. The other boys became irritated with this conversation and fanned out across the store. Soon they were doing annoying things, like standing on their scooters and skateboards without actually moving and touching items for sale without picking them up. Gilligan looked around, trying to find an obvious offense to rebuke, but the boys were experts at bending rules without actually breaking them. Gilligan, I'm gonna run a few games out back. Gilligan nodded helplessly. Phoebe escaped with the boys through the back door and felt her mood change radically. Sammy's tables were already full. The waiting part of this adventure was over. Among the clutter in her pouch, Phoebe found her old watch. After a short delay caused by her refusal to let Joelle play, she began to referee eight-minute games. 
A few players from the girls' team voiced their annoyance that the boys got to play and the girls didn't. But Phoebe knew they were glad for the diversion to help while away the time before the concert. It was already 10 minutes after 6. As she ran the games, she noticed the crowd on the sidelines expand. Phoebe wondered. How am I going to give out these tickets? There's already about 40 people out here. If I wait too long, and there's not enough tickets to go around, people will get angry. It'll be a mess. I need help. When Phoebe whistled the game over, she took Nico off the field and sent him into the coffee shop to bring Stephanie outside. In a few minutes, he returned with Abby. Hey Phoebe, what's up? You look good. Your new outfit is fabulous. How's the new job? Really nice. I've never done anything like this before, and it's so much fun. People really like me. I'm normal. Or what passes for normal around here. No problems? No problems at all. Yellow card, Chris. You know the rules. Well, I've got problems. How many people would you say are in the coffee shop right now? More or less? Oh, I don't know. At least, say, 30? The chairs are all taken. It's hot. They're coming out here. Okay. I'm going to close these games soon. And I want you to tell Sammy and Stephanie to announce that tickets for tonight's show will be distributed at the back door in 15 minutes. People will have to exit and line up to get a ticket. Meanwhile, no one enters to the front until I say so. Got it? Are you sure? Sammy and Stephanie haven't mentioned this. They don't know about it. Sammy left it up to me. And it's the only way that it'll work. Abby, you know, the police will come tonight and look for overcrowding and runaway girls. That's the rumor. I hope you've got a plan. I do. Two plans, actually, depending on what happens. I may need your help. It won't be easy. What do you want me to do? Just have a little confidence that I know what I'm doing. Don't be afraid for me. And when I ask you to do things, just do them. I was hoping for a little advance warning. How many times do I have to tell you? No slide tackling here. Yellow card, step back, three steps back. Don't worry. You'll know soon enough. Abby walked quickly back toward the coffee shop. Do you remember my instructions? Do you remember mine? 
Phoebe laughed and shrugged and then looked at her watch and blew three bursts on her whistle. Last game coming up. What? We hardly played at all. It's not even dark. Do you want to see the concert or not? I'll be giving out tickets at the back door in 10 minutes. Shannon and Jasmine ran up to Phoebe in great excitement. Have you handed out the tickets? Phoebe, inside they're saying you're handing out tickets. Everyone's trying to get outside. Just set up two lines in front of the steps so you don't block the door. Tell people we'll start giving tickets right there. Shannon and Jasmine ran off. Phoebe was about to start the last game, but suddenly there weren't enough players. A crowd was jockeying for places in line at the door. Phoebe blew her whistle and called. That's it for today. She walked over to the crowd. Please don't hurry. Don't push. We've got tickets for everyone. Take it slow. Everybody move back three steps. Try it one more time. Terence appeared, definitely the tallest person in the crowd, and spotted Phoebe right away. Okay, I'm ready to go. What's my job? Just guard this door. Nobody goes in without a ticket. Okay, got it. Phoebe stood on the steps and announced, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be handing out the tickets in just a minute. If you'll all just take three more steps back. That's it. Now, let's move that table here. Jasmine and Shannon moved the table about 10 feet in front of the steps and set up two chairs. Phoebe took a couple of old soccer rosters and pens from her pouch, turned the papers to the blank side, and set them on opposite ends of the table. Then she took the tickets out of her pouch and thought for a second. She saved about 20 for herself and gave half the rest to Jasmine and the other half to Shannon, who sat facing two lines of people. Okay, we're ready. All you have to do is sign your name on the paper here and you'll get a free ticket. Write the number on your ticket next to your name. When you want to go inside, just show your ticket at the door. Let's keep the lines moving. Phoebe noticed Nico and Gio still kicking a soccer ball around the field. The goals and cones and colored vests had not been put away. She ran over and called them. Do you want to see the concert? Of course. But I can't stand those lines. Don't worry. We'll get in anyway. We always do. I don't know. We've got tight security tonight. I've got a better idea. Phoebe waited a moment. Hey, let's hear it. The boys came closer. I'm giving each of you a ticket. She handed them the small papers with a flourish. You'll both go into the toy store and tell Gilligan that Lewis must go to the front door of the coffee shop now, right now, and that you two will be putting the soccer equipment away where it always goes. 
Then you'll return to me and do other errands. What good are these tickets if we're working for you? You'll see plenty of the concert and plus. You'll have much more excitement than just sitting there. Yes. Gio was small and stocky. He smiled easily. His shot on the soccer field was deadly. We'll do it. Now hurry. They vanished into the toy store. You've got the mountains and hills for company. got the clouds and storms and a billion stars to see you've got the rain and the streams rivers and the seas and with children running round us it's heaven all for free days are numbered and flowers will all fade but they're born again another day we come we go we rise we fall yes we fall and then we rise again making Miracles of us all In sorrow and in pain We live and we die And then life begins again For another try it may take a million years to be angels here on earth But it's a great adventure Hope in every birth mm -hmm. The miracles around us our long journey home The road goes unwinding Together all alone We're training to be angels Somewhere down the way We somehow see the path ahead We all begin today Seven all for free Right here and right now
happens all around us And no one knows how It may take a million years to build a house of God But we can start right here We can start right now Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood podcast. Find all our podcasts, songs, and projects on our website, protectorsofthewood.com. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.